And I know there's a lot of people out there that say, if you find a void in the market, fill it and crush it and, and spend all your time doing it. And I think that's good if you're only looking to make money. But if you're looking to build a life and business you love, you've got to go back and go, wait a minute. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I have my most amazing guest, Stacey Walls. Thank you, Stacey, for being here with us today. It's great to be here. It's a good day. Excellent. It is going to be an awesome day. So give us a 5,000-foot view of who you are and what you love to do. Uh, Well, first off, I'm a mom. Love that. I have been blessed to raise up some really amazing companies. Uh, My husband of 25 years and I, we work about within six feet apart of each other, 24 hours a day. And uh, that's the new journey I'm sure we'll talk about here that has been amazing. And uh, we basically, uh, I am the CEO of Fueled by Fire. We help six, seven, eight-figure CEOs, influencers, entrepreneurs build purpose-driven, highly profitable lives and businesses that they love without losing their peace. So we have some strategies and methods like the 1% method, sweet spot audit, that really help executives and leaders get into their sweet spot so they can actually make matter most to their family, to their time, uh, what matters most to their core values. So it's, it's really exciting. We've been blessed to raise up companies into the hundreds of millions. Uh, my husband and my brother started a company in the game room of my brother's house and took it to a $1.2 billion market cap. So we have been uh, 35 years raising up very large companies from scratch. And now we're in a season, I just turned uh, 52, and we are in a season now where we're on our third act. We're, we're planning how can we now build lives and businesses in other people like we've been able to do over and over again. How do we teach leaders to do what we've done? And it really, it's, it's, a, it's not only a job that we do, but it's a calling, and we feel really blessed to be able to do it. I love it. That is awesome. So who are you working with now? Who do you, who do you love to work with and, mm-hmm. um, and what brings you to them? We, we've worked with over 250,000 small business owners through various types of businesses. And right now we're working with high level. Uh, we have a, an Ascension model of various levels of our mastery program, our mastermind program, our platinum program, where we work with some folks who are just getting started. So they're in that launch to scale phase of their business. And we help them put together the entry level, you know, what hiring your first uh, staff member or your first VA, getting them started, making sure they've got a brand story, making sure their branding is really solid, that they know who they're talking to. And then of course, evolving that into uh, six, seven, eight figure business owners where they are actually building infrastructure. And that's where they move from often from scale to sell. And the scale to sell is a totally different program where we really dive into the infrastructure that's necessary to sell their company. And then our platinum program is really where we jump in as a part of the team of other companies. We usually own equity in those companies. And those companies are all about generational wealth. Uh, Many of them are already building their legacy plan or the exit strategy. So uh, we love what we do because really we talk about all those business names and nomenclature 
But really what we do is we live to give. So everything we do, we have a 62 acre ranch that we have transitional living, a nonprofit organization that is called EM Women. Uh, EM stands for Empowering Women. Uh, We work with women and girls. We rescue them and bring them into a place of embrace, educate, equip, empower, where we put them through. And these are women and girls who've gone through some of life's most difficult challenges, abuse, domestic violence, uh, trafficking, molestation. Uh, Some of them just gone through really, really bad seasons in their life trauma and see them launch into an absolute epic season of where they're operating in their genius. Many of them going from living in their car to making over six figures because the modalities that we've put together for companies, um, it's just great for anybody who wants to be an entrepreneur and who wants to work online. I love it. And that's awesome and ambitious. <laughs> you got a lot of stuff going on there, girl. <laughs> we do. And you know, that's, it's come, that takes capacity. People right? often ask, how have you done all that you've done? And I just believe when I was a little girl, uh, my parents just taught me something about capacity. In fact, my TED talk is all about the 1% method and how, if you just do 1% more over the day before, and you do that collectively. I played basketball growing up. So I was skinny, scrawny. I was, I was only five foot seven. So I was with some really, really big girls. And, and later in life, I, I was playing on leagues with 52 men and I'd be the only woman. So I had to outperform my natural abilities. And the only way to outperform what you've been naturally given is practice, practice, practice. You've got to have a focus and a dedication to you know multiplying whatever somebody else is doing on average multiplying that so that you can have above average outcomes. And so that's where the 1% method came from. And it really is a powerful method of compounded interest on your time, on your efforts, and even often on your money. Love it. So let's kind of back up the bus a bit for our listeners and go, a lot of people will come to you with an idea and go, hey, I want to do this in my business. Is every idea a good idea? Or do you get them to back up a little bit and start reconsidering things? I think every person needs validity in their idea. So every idea is a good idea. I don't think every idea is a God idea. (laughs) So fair enough. (laughs) I think, you know, I heard somebody yesterday and I, this was a, a woman who has gone through major trauma, a business owner. And interestingly enough, trauma is not selective. It doesn't just go to the homeless and the poor. Trauma goes to everybody who's lost loved ones or gone through devastation or financial setback. And that's why a lot, you know, one of my specialties and experts areas of expertise is business psychology and helping people understand the dynamics of self-sabotage, the dynamics of fear-based business development will never reach expansion. And so this particular person is coming through trauma uh, as a businesswoman, as a CEO, and yet she's got so many ideas for her company that I, I always say, those are all good ideas, but let's identify what you're called to do in this season. I've been one, I'm a dreamer. So for my whole life, I've, in fact, right now, I've got a dream that when I turn 60, I'm 52. When I turn 60, I want to have a show called Fishing with Mama. <laughs> and so I, I, I love fishing. I'm an avid fisherwoman. In addition to being the CEO of a publishing house, in addition to running a major corporation that coaches CEOs and executives, in addition to a nonprofit organization, all these things were on my wheel of success of things I felt called to do. But timing is everything, because if you get too decentralized, 
you become, you know, maybe jack of all trades, master of none. So it's important to take those good ideas and prioritize them according to your North Star. And your North Star, whatever that is for somebody, generally helps you, and your core values, generally help you identify what's first, what can wait. And to really focus like with, with an intense, intentional focus on the things that need to be done in this season. And we can scale that or reverse engineer that all the way back to time management and time expansion. It, you, you can get everything done. The word overwhelm is like an F word in our company. We just don't use it because we believe it's a psychosis that you feel overwhelmed. But the fact of the matter is there's people in the world doing a lot more than you, no matter who you are. Uh, you look at a Elon Musk, for example, and you got to go, okay, the guy's probably got a little more on his plate than the average person who uses the word overwhelmed. What it is, is a lack of capacity. And it's a mindset shift that says, you know what, I might be needing to shift some modalities in order to expand my capabilities, my skill sets, or, or even my focus and what I can actually take on in the season. So it is a lot, but it all com comes down to capacity. I love that. And let's kind of dive into this for a little bit, because I think it is a highly overlooked aspect of business that a lot of business owners think, I'm called to do this, so I'm going to do this thing. And it's like, well, you know, it, you're meant to overlook it. <laughs> you're meant to make sure that it happens. Doesn't necessarily mean you're meant to do it. So how do right. how do you take somebody from going, hey, I want to run a million dollar business out of this idea of I'm running this business to that expanded notion of actually getting it done? Well, it, we have a process that we take people through. Number one, everybody's heard of the SWOT analysis, right? Mm -hmm. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. That's what we take companies through when we bring on and onboard a company, whether it's a small company, a startup company, we, we take the company through a SWOT analysis. But then we take the corporate executives or the CEO or the individual entrepreneur through something we call the sweet spot audit. And it's really important for somebody to do this before they start their company or even in the early stage or before they up level, because you don't want to build something that you get three years down the line. And you're like, I actually hate my life. I don't even enjoy this. This doesn't let me be with my family. My children are suffering. My marriage is suffering. So to build a life and business that you love, you really need to reverse back and say, number one, what are my strengths? And when you look at your strengths and you see, what am I good at? What do I love? What am I passionate about? So just because the market is doing it, and I know there's a lot of people out there that say, if you find a void in the market, fill it and crush it and, and spend all your time doing it. And I think that's good if you're only looking to make money. But if you're looking to build a life and business you love, you've got to go back and go, wait a minute, even if I built that and I lost my wife, would it be worth it? If I built that and my children cut, got stuck on drugs, would it be worth it? So how do I want to build? Let's go back to my sweet spot. What, are, what is not only my strengths, but what are the strengths of my family? How can I build some? So in our business, uh, one of our businesses, Fueled by Fire, our mastery program, mastermind program, platinum program, both of our children, we've got a 21-year-old and a 22-year-old, they are fully involved. Our 21-year-old runs our HubSpot. She's a HubSpot specialist, runs all of our CRM, uh, all of our lead acquisition and distribution. Our son, who has been uh, a national speech and debate champion when he was younger and is now real estate, uh, he's multi-million dollar real estate agent and investor. Um, he runs all of our sales trainings and does a lot of on tap stuff. So we built a company that hit the passions of our family. So we didn't have to be a part that we could come together and go, Hey, 
we're going to crush this together. And it helps us build legacy. So by going back and go, okay, what are not only my strengths, but of what matters most to me, for me, it is my faith and my family. So how do I wield that into what I do? Even if it's a widget, can I build a core-based value business that sells product? I would say, uh, yeah, look at Chick-fil-A, right? They kept their core values, whether you believe in what Chick-fil-A believes in. I mean, you don't have Christian chickens running around. It's that they, they had a core value system and they developed a core value-based company and they kept that sauce. So when you study their model, whether you believe like they do or not, it's a brilliant model. And so being able to do that, whatever your big dream is, start with your strengths. Number two is W, weaknesses. What are your weaknesses? What is your kryptonite? Everybody should know their blind spots. If you don't know your blind spots, if you think you don't have them, just ask a few friends or better yet, ask your kids, <laughs> right? And find out what, what do I, what are those, some of those things that I trigger on? Or maybe I'm not great at. And then the first E is energy production. Who or what do you need in your life that creates not only physical, spiritual, mental, financial energy in your life? That's where coaches come in. That's where consultants come in. That's where uh, gym coaches come in. Trainers come in. That's where special friends. You might have uh, the wrong friend set. So you need to have the right people providing energy as a leader of whatever that business is. The third E or the second E is energy demand. We all have people that are energy demanding. So if the energy demanders or the energy demanding jobs that you have to do are in your life, you can't walk away from your responsibilities of building a business. There's certain things we have to do. Some people love social media, some people don't. You might have to staff it so you don't ever have to look at it. But you've gotta know what sucks the life out of you if you're wanting to build a life and business that you love. Well, if that happens to be a spouse or a child, you can't staff those. <laughs> you can't outsource that. What? You can't walk Why away. From it. <laughs> I know. Ah! <laughs> Here is hoping. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But that magic pill, when we come up with it, we'll, girl, we'll partner on that, right? <laughs> but what you can do is double down on energy production. So if you know that you're going to have that energy drain and you can't change them, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, then make sure you're doubling down on things that produce life to you, things that speak and, and try to do them with those people, because the more joy you can bring into your business development process, the more expansion you're going to have, because people want to be a part of what's fun and what's energetic and what's life producing. And then, of course, T is time expansion, learning how to time expand. And most people, when we do a sweet spot audit, they are the business. They're not running the business. So they, they are trying to do everything. Some people, that's a sense of control. And they don't feel anybody can do it as good as them. We have to break that modality. For some people, they've never understood the power of time expansion, collaboration, developing an ecosystem of trust with other businesses, other partners that can help turn your 24, we always say into 48. But really when you bring in somebody, it's actually multiplication. So there's those things that I would say to a person before you go out and say, I want to conquer the world, reel it back. And let's make sure you're in your sweet spot so that the efforts you do over the course of the next quarter are actually going towards building that life that you love. Beautiful. I love it. So give us an example of a Cinderella story of yours, of your clients. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, I would say an incredible Cinderella. I'll take one that's actually 
gone through all of our programs. So, cause I could tell you somebody that started off at an eight figure and we're up leveling their business. And I think that's wonderful, but the stories where we start with somebody that every single person could relate to is a girl named Christina. And when I met Christina, she was homeless, had two grandkids and they were living in a car. And yet she had an entrepreneurial spirit. She didn't want to be where she was. She didn't want to live that lifestyle. She wanted a way of escape, but didn't have anyone to teach her how to get out. No one to teach her the simple processes every day that need to be in place in order for you to get out of a scarcity mindset. And even right now, as we're talking, there's a lot of people that they are backstepping into scarcity because they're talking about recession and and there's all kinds of inflation. So people oftentimes revert back to what they were trained. And most people were trained scarcity. And, And we teach expansion. We teach don't get caught up. You can be in that with people and love on them, but don't let it get on you. In my faith, it's be in the world, but not of the world. So don't let that thinking just because it's out there, don't let it become a part of your identity. So shifting her identity from being homeless, then she plugged into one of our systems and it was a $49 a month system. She had zero money. So I wanted to comp it to her. She said, I don't want you to comp it to me. I want you to show me how to earn $49 a month. So she happened to sell the network marketing business or something. I don't, it might've just been a sell, but it was white toothening, white, whitening toothpaste. And so she sold enough money every month to get into that program. Then she made enough money to get into a $499 program. Today, four years later, she is making over six figures. She has a car paid for her children, the whole relationship with her children, because she had gone through a lot of domestic violence and addiction, the whole family has been put back together. And now she operates in such a state of certainty when people do interviews with her. It's like mind blowing that somebody in four years could go from living in a car, completely homeless, not having to have some big, huge investment into some, but just through the tactical efforts every single day, that 1% method can totally reverse your life. Uh, she just got, and, and there's something beyond money. We, we talk about MMA, which is money-making activities. And then PMA, which is profit-making activities. A lot of these companies we see online, they're talking about how much money they're generating, but that doesn't mean they've got profits. So we really teach, <laughs> doesn't matter if you're running $200,000 a month, if you are spending $210,000 a month, there's no profits, you have no margin. We wanna teach families how to have margin So they have ability to invest and an ability to have true freedom with their family. So she's one that uh, is now just, it's been beautiful, but just this last, I think two weeks ago, she got a call and they wiped away $69,000 worth of her education bills, just gone. So beyond MMA and PMA, we, there is a, what we call a, a, a season or a place you can go called transcendence, which is abundance. When things in the world start working for you and not against you. Takes a little while, takes learning, and it takes changing your scarcity mindset before that begins to happen. And we believe, you know, it's not we, we I, I think the craziest title is self-made millionaire or self-made woman. We're, none of us are self-made. It takes a system. It takes a, a village. And, and for us, we believe that God is the author of all good things. So for us, we, we definitely give glory to God for everything that we do. Nice. I love it. Well, and I'm going to bring you back to the whole idea of getting into a state of abundance. I think Mm -hmm. 
well, I don't think I know you have to be in a community of people who think that way as well and who demonstrate it and can show you how to create it yourself mm -hmm. because people tend to set goals as far as they can see, like the horizon over there. That's my goal because, right. you know, that's, that's what they see. They, they don't know what's beyond that. So um, I'm loving that you're providing such a vast community for people to be able to see beyond themselves and, and, if nothing else, look at you go, wow, I want that. <laughs> right? well, and leading by example. Right. Yeah. We've got a, you know, yeah, 2020 changed everything. We, I think there were 4 million online businesses birthed in 2020 after 2020. And so when you think about that, everybody went and got a certification for something online. It doesn't mean they know how to do it. It means they went through a course, they got a piece of paper. I saw this one recently and they're, they're now a, an online profit making certified coach. I'm like, but what? do they have profits, <laughs> right? right? But, but uh, so that they're certified. And that's a key right now as a business development leader is make sure that you're hitching your boat to something that has done what you want to do whatever that is. I mean, if you want to be a lawyer, in fact, I just told, we just promoted somebody to head of customer support in our company, customer happiness is what we call it. And uh, this is something they've been wanting this and we've been, we've been grooming them. And so today I said, now I want you to go and interview three really great companies and their customer happiness departments, interview their leader or whoever they'll put you in touch with and just get inside their system. Why is that? Because it's expansion. It's constant learning. It's putting yourself in the room. I always say there's two things that will determine your outcomes this week or even in life is number one, the people you align yourself with that you spend the most time with and the rooms that you tend to be in on a daily basis. So ask yourself, what rooms am I in? What people am I connected with? That will determine whether or not you get that abundance or that expansion. You want to be in a room where people are not only talking about it, but they know how to get to it so that you can get a little bit of that rubbed on you, right? That's called anointing, by the way. When that anointing comes on you, it's more than ability. You already, every human being was given a measure of talent, some more than other, some more easily identifiable, but everyone has a talent. Yours might just be something as simple as crocheting, but look, there's people making millions of dollars online teaching crocheting shops. So it's getting in the room with the people who can help you look at your talent and put expansion to it and put really dreams and visions. We always say a dream without a plan is nothing but wishful thinking. So we want to get people into an actual plan that moves them forward. Beautiful. I love it. So perfect for a into, I know that our listeners are going to want more of you, let alone uh, want to be around you. So how do they start their journey with you? Uh, obviously follow me on, on, on social media. Everything for me is at Stacy Wallace, S-T-A-C-I-W-A-L-L-A-C-E. And then my website is stacywallace.com. You can pretty much link to our mastery program, our mastermind programs, but uh, we have a free seven day. So that's Stacy Wallace, S-T-A-C-I-W-A-L-L-A-C-E. I know the Stacy with an I, my parents just had to make it a little <laughs> unique, but uh, anyhow, uh, we do a seven day free workshop and it's uh, seven days. It's called the ultimate life and business reset, getting you to look at where you're at, identify some of those weak spots, identify where you need to up level. Um, and and within that seven days, it's really it's totally free. 
Uh, our team gives above and beyond. I, I just believe that you don't give a piece of what you do. The more you give, I believe it gives people an opportunity to see what they would get if they spent a year with you or if they jumped into one of your programs. So you can go to FBF, and that stands for Fuel by Fire, FBF Challenge. Dot com And I would love to do this, that if your listeners do register, that they'll obviously be assigned a personal advocate. That's somebody that will walk through those seven days as a coach with them. So you can ask questions and have a real personal experience to it. Uh, but to tell us that it came from you. And uh, I would love to send them a free copy of uh, Fuel by Fire, which is my latest book. Nice. I love it. Give us a little yeah. bit of uh, the trailer for the book. What's the book about and... Well, so this is my eighth book. And I, before this book, I was actually, my followers were 64% men. And that's mostly because of my role in corporate America, telecom and healthcare, uh, just happened to be highly testosterone driven. And I'm a warrior and I'm a black belt in karate. So I think I was, I, I may not be for everybody, but that was my demographic Well, this uh, publisher came and said, would you write a book for women on how they, because they felt like there was going to be a big shift, which there was, uh, towards female leadership in corporate America and politics. And so I, I was actually a little resistant. I said, why do we want to, why do we want to isolate ourselves to just women? And because that wasn't really my demographic. And after some talking to me, I realized, I guess what I do isn't normal and, and how I've done it isn't it maybe it is there's something special to it and so I took time maybe. to really <laughs> hilarious there's definitely something special about it. there's a zero doubt in any of our minds you know it, the thing is that when you live with you you don't always think that and it takes someone sometimes going you know what you're special and people need to hear that side that girl side of you not the you know, corporate executive leader, they need to hear that you're a homeschool mom. And they need to hear that you cried yourself to sleep wondering if you messed your kids up, you know, homeschooling. And they need to hear the vulnerable side of you. And so that required me to really reframe the way I communicate in this book. And so it was about being real, raw, and relevant as a woman in the marketplace, how to have faith, how to have influence, how to have courage to do what you feel very called to do, even when the cards are stacked against you. In negotiations, I'm often the only woman in a room. I'm used to that because of playing basketball with 52 men and just me. So it didn't seem like a big deal when I did it. But today, when I see women fearing that moment, I realize that's because they never had that opportunity to play basketball with 52 men <laughs> and have to hold your own. So it's important, There's, there are some mindsets that and honestly, the book could be used by anybody, but I did speak specifically to women in the book because there's even some things historically that women have done, and there's a way that they've done it, even all the way back into scripture with Adam and Eve. When you identify that that serpent went after a woman, didn't go after the man, why? I believe that there's something innately powerful about women that the inf the snake knew, the serpent knew if I go after the man it might stop there. But if I go after the woman, she will impact humanity. And so today, I believe there's a target on women to feel less than they are, to feel small, to feel, and, and unfortunately, oftentimes we gossip, we murmur, we complain, we moan. 
And that is not our most powerful state. And it makes it difficult for men to be in the room with us when we're like that hormonal. <laughs> I happen to have just gone through menopause. So I totally get it. And I feel for every man that has to go through that with a woman. But there are some things that we can do to trigger the greatness that is within us so that we can begin to innovate. That's why we were given a womb to incubate, to innovate, and to duplicate things that I believe sometimes only a woman can do. So that's a little bit of fueled by fire. It talks about being empowered and the fire is my faith to have something that you believe in more than anything else. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And so it is heavily engrossed also in my faith. And what I do is my routines uh, in, in, on a daily basis in order to maintain this kind of capacity. I love it. I love it. So peeps, we will have it. Just scroll down in the show notes, go and click the links. And of course, you know how to find our website and get Stacy's information there. Stacy, I have to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? <laughs> um, well, I, I have been my entire life. I'm a miracle story. So I was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, which is a disease of the lungs. They say there is no cure for it. Um, today, there's more therapies for it, but no cure. Uh, when I was a little girl and diagnosed, it was, that was like a death sentence. You would die as a toddler. And uh, my parents believed in prayer and they believed that I had a call on my life. So they kept saying she will live and not die and she will spread good news throughout the nations. And so they kept saying they were missionaries and pastors. And so um, the doctors called it a notable miracle. Now, I don't remember that season, but I've been reminded of that season. And so throughout my life, I've been aware of notable miracles. I've been aware of special circumstances that happen. And um, I started in business when I was 16 years old. By uh, 18, I had a, the fastest growing fashion consultant company in central Canada. And then my first, my parents taught me how to sell water filters at, at 18. And uh, my first check was $8,976. And I was just doing it because I was a country music singer. And I knew that country music was up and down. That sounds like, oh my gosh, this girl's never had a problem. No, it's because I worked my tail off. I was working, I was making phone hundreds of phone calls to be able to sell these water filters so I could get into people's houses, hook it up on their tap. That first check told me, and that's when I was supposed to be going to college. Uh, I don't want to go to college. I'm making more money right now than I am those professors who are going to tell me about a topic. I want to dive into entrepreneurialism and I want to be able to create wealth and, and I want to be my own boss. And I don't want to have a lid over my head based on what somebody else tells me. So started way back when I was a little girl. I, I'm just in love with you. That's let's just put that on the table right <laughs> I now. I just love her. <laughs> you are awesome. So give us give us a, a story of a a fully or a mistake that you made in business that looking back on it, you can laugh and you're going, oh my God, that was funny. Or it might have been funny at the time too. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I have so many stories. And one of the stories I think is significant that impacted my entire career, not just business. Uh, is choosing the wrong people at the wrong time and leaning into my emotional base, being led by my emotions. Uh, I was a country music singer. Uh, I was nominated for new female vocals of the year. I was 19 years old, 20 years old. I ended up marrying a rodeo cowboy, championship rodeo cowboy, amazing rodeo cowboy, very talented, very cute. Um, and I was being led by what seemed logically 
to be the story. I mean, I'm a country music singer. You, you know, marry a rodeo cowboy. Wow, what a great story. It went against every part of my DNA. It went against my value system, what I did. And I broke rank on what I was trained to do, even as a little girl, some of the things we teach today about making sure you live a core values-based life and stand for those core values. And because I didn't, it ended up seven months into that, um, I ended up going through a devastating, he left me, um, and it was a devastating divorce. I went from feeling like I was a princess to feeling like I was a uh, you know, I was abused. I was unwanted. I, now I was divorced. I, how could God ever use a story like mine? I went through suicidal depression and it's just a, an incredible part of my story, but it did change my career as I realized I can't keep singing music about hurting people anymore. When I had my aha, it was really a, a spiritual aha, a physical aha, emotional aha that I wasn't given these abilities just to sell records. I wasn't given these abilities just to tell stories. I was given, I had five and a half octaves. I was given these abilities to be able to create change on the planet and to use my life, to use my lungs, to use my voice, to help someone else do what maybe they can't do for themselves. That changed my career when I got back into my core values got back into my purpose-driven life and began to operate um, under a whole new guide of principles. So it wasn't overnight. I had to heal. I had to go through a healing process. Obviously, I've now been married for 25 years. So I got through that. I have two amazing kids. But uh, I would say have a core values-based life in your business, no matter what age you are, no matter whether you're 18, 19, 20, or whether you're 70 or 80 years old, have a core values-based life so you live without regret. Nice. I love it. So I have to ask, did you at least get a good-looking uh, album cover out of them? Girl, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I got out of it. Is today I have a... Here's the redemption. Because we had 250 acres with a lot of cows. And you know it was the typical country music singer life. I now have a 62-acre ranch everything on it that you, we just built a seven acre pond. That's why I said, I'm going to have one day fishing with G mama. Uh, we just loaded 500 bass yesterday. Nice. Uh, I'm, and we're building this now, not so that I can have a ranch and be a country music singer a high on a hill, but we're building this ranch so that we can give back. We have transitional houses for women and girls here. Um, it's a vision. It's not just a homestead. And it's amazing that if you give it enough time, what the enemy meant for evil in your life, if you really lean into your core values, there's always a way for God to turn it around for good. So everything I learned back then about ranching and all of the things about the property and the cattle, and now I'm able to put it into, uh, into motion for a much ba- better purpose. I love it. Can't wait to see it. Awesome. Stacy, you have been yeah, absolutely you're invited. fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I appreciate your time immensely. I know how valuable it is. Any last words for our peeps? I, you know, I think the theme today, I always, I'm always interested where these interviews go because we're unscripted. You're unscripted. We just talk. Um, but I think the message today is get back to what matters most. Live a core value. Know what your strengths and weaknesses are. Put energy producing people around you. And make sure that what matters most to you is what's mattering most in your time schedule and the things that you're doing. So live a core values-based life. And I think that uh, it's going to 
probably make some changes in the way you do life. <laughs> probably. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Stacey. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedlick. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We would love to help you build and scale your business. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.